You are listening to the Toxic Mold Podcast with my husband, Steve Worsley, the toxic mold expert and your number one source for mold consulting and mitigation in the USA. Here is episode 163, Toxic Mold and Dust in Your Home. Before we get started on this episode, a short or not so short disclaimer. While all attempts have been made to verify the content provided in this podcast, neither the podcaster or the producers assume any responsibility for errors, omissions, or alternative interpretations of the issues discussed herein. All information stated in this podcast is the opinion of Steve Worsley. Steve Worsley is a mold specialist with over 20 years of experience in the construction and mold industry. The Toxic Mold Podcast is for information sharing purposes only. The views expressed are those of the podcaster and his alone. These views should not be taken as expert instruction or commands. While there may be references to medical conditions and symptoms, all solo podcast episodes are the opinion of Steve Worsley, and any medical questions or concerns shall be addressed with the appropriate licensed medical professional or professionals. As the podcaster refers to different mold types, please be aware that Steve Worsley is not a microbiologist, and questions concerning mold specifics should be answered by the appropriate professional. The listener is 100% responsible for his or her own actions. You can check out Steve's books on Amazon about mold and dealing with mold in your home at amazon.com forward slash author forward slash Steve Worsley. And if you're interested in scheduling a mold consultation over the phone consultation with Steve, you can be sure to find out more about those and his availability at cnccontractorservices.com. Now, let's get to the episode. Welcome to a brand new episode of the Toxic Mold Podcast, Steve. It is the end of June. Yes. Yep. July's just around the corner. My 30th birthday is coming up. <laughs> How many times over? <laughs> oh, like 15, 16. Ah. Well, and it is about to be your birthday month. And so I will celebrate your birthday month for you all month long. <laughs> seeing as you don't, Since I don't. <laughs> you don't celebrate birthdays quite the same way I do. <laughs> so we're talking about toxic mold and dust in your home. So this is something that's interesting. I never thought about it this way. Is there actually toxic mold and dust? Absolutely. And once, once again, though, I have, you know, something I want to remind our listeners of using the term toxic mold, um, most people, when they hear that, and even professionals, they are, they're only referring to stachybotrys, the black mold. Many molds can be what we call toxic. They can produce a mycotoxin. So, you know, just for our listeners, keep in mind that it's not like there's only like three toxic molds out there. Most molds are capable, depending on what surface they're on, um, and obviously the, the conditions in the home are likely to or could produce mycotoxins. So just keep that in mind. Yeah. So so really, it's it's this whole idea of, of the fact that mold spores, and I think people find this hard to think about, they're airborne. Mm-hmm. Most people think of the mold as the, the, bl- the block, blotchy, dark-colored thing on the wall. Yeah, I mean, it, it's so, you know, what you're saying is, is, you know, you have mold spores that are airborne versus something that's on a wall. Well, the mold spores in the air, for the most part, depending on what types they are, shouldn't be harmful. Whereas that mold infestation, that's going to be harmful. And so, so 
is what is in the dust, the spores, and are they harmful in the dust? They can't be. Okay. I mean, they're not necessarily harmful while they're just sitting in the dust, mm-hmm. no. But once you dust, stir up those spores, then yes, they can be inhaled, and then, of course, they can produce ah. mycotoxins in the body. Okay, so what, what types of mold would be found in dust? Any and all. Okay. So what... You know, once, so just think about, um, you know, if our listeners have a basement and they have a spare bedroom downstairs, you know, someone comes by and stays for a week in the, you know, this summer, the air spores in that room are going to be kicked up. Let's just say our listener goes in and they clean up that, they clean that room up before this guest shows up. They're going to kick up those spores. Um, that person stays for a week, they leave, and then of course the, the, the air settles and those spores end up somewhere, um, just like the dust. The dust dust is in the air too. It just has to once it settles and accumulates. That's when you see it. You want it dust. So did I answer your question? Yes, but should I think about people who are like, okay, so what does that mean? Does that mean that every time I dust with my little brush, I'm kicking up the mold spores? So should I not be dusting? Should I be dusting? Well, like, sh- what should I be doing about dust? Yeah, you should be dusting. Um, but it's just the manner and how you're dusting. Now, I don't want to confuse our listeners, but if you have a mold infestation, and I'm, we'll just use the same example. You have that basement bedroom that's a spare bedroom. If you have a mold infestation in there, should you go in there and dust? No, by no means. Do not go oh, in there and dust. Meaning like when you say if you have a mold infestation, if you can phys- physically see mold and or you've had testing that tells you mold is present. Well, there's going to be mold present, but once again, mold mold spores in the air versus a mold infestation on a wall are two totally different concerns. Okay. Um, it's, it's, it's no different than having, you know, when you do blood work, there's a, you have, um, you know, your baseline and what, what your, let's just say your A1C should be. Um, you have what your creatinine level should be. There, there's, there's guidelines as to what they should be. It's, it's the same concept with mold per se. Is mold spores in the air versus a mold infestation? You have a lot higher concentration. That's a problem. Mold spores are naturally going to be in the air. So did I, I probably confused you a little bit. Well, I, I guess what I'm, what I'm wondering, and I'm sure others are going to think about this, is if I know in my basement... I have a bathroom in my basement and there is black mold on that ceiling. Should I, and you're saying don't dust they in shouldn't that bathroom. Be, yeah, they shouldn't be, they shouldn't be in there, period. Okay. okay. But the last thing you want to be doing is going in there and dusting. Because then what does that do? They're kicking up the air spores and you could, you could be, depending on the home um, and what type of heating system or air conditioning you have, that black mold that is in that bathroom you could spread those toxic mold spores to a bedroom downstairs or somewhere upstairs. Okay. You might have a furnace downstairs, so you're just, you're causing major issues. So to to be clear to our listeners, mold spores are naturally present in the air. Mold infestations are not natural. Okay. They are not naturally present. So, so mold, so mold infestations indicate there's a major problem here. Exactly. There's well, something going on. So, so let me complicate things a little bit. 
Lots of people like to have rooms in their basement or attics full of clutter. Books, widgets, and they collect lots of dust. And when you go into these rooms that nobody ever goes into behind a closed door, there's dust everywhere and barely any room to walk. Are those just mold problems waiting to happen with all that dust in there or not necessarily? It just it, it depends on the, the the that room, that attic, that airspace. If if there are no moisture intrusion concerns, the humidity is below 40%, then there's no concern. It's just it's dust that you wipe off of those. What if it's an attic you have with mice running around pooping in it? I mean that that obviously the the pests could you know I'm I'm obviously not a, a pest inspector or specialist but that would obviously add to I mean when you have feces and urine and all that that that's that's a whole different ball game that really doesn't have a whole lot to do with mold but it does air, indoor air quality but yeah I mean you you have issues and those mice are no different than you have an attic that has a roof leak. So you see water stains on the rafters. If you just ignore it and ignore it, all that dusty stuff in your attic, widgets, books, whatever, is probably going to turn into a, a mold concern, and you're going to just have to throw it all away. Well, and I guess what I'm what I'm trying to understand is, I think a lot of people have those rooms in their house, and they close the door, and they're like, okay, that's just that room. Mm-hmm. But what I hear you saying about the ability of mold spores, especially if you're, if it's in dust and if you're cleaning up the dust, the mold spores in that room that you think is closed off and doesn't affect the rest of the house does end up affecting the rest of the house in terms of exactly. mold spores, right? Yeah. And it, I mean, it can happen. It can happen without you even going in that room to dust. You, for the most part, I, I doubt that that room is airtight, like an operating room. I yeah. doubt it. Yeah. So, that airflow can make its way. Let's just say it's in an attic, just a storage area. It's going to make its way down into the living space, even if you never go up in there because of the voids. Yeah. And, and homes are somewhat pressurized. And it, it's the same concept of if you have a window open and let's just say, you know, your office doors open, you open your front door and close it. And when you do that, it creates a backdraft or pressure or pressurization and then it slams that office door it's the same concept it's because of the air moving and so even if you never go in there if there are mold concerns in there that's an issue and going back to like vermin if there's if there's mice feces in there it's not isolated to that one room guarantee that makes sense so the dust you know the Depending on the mold types and the the conditions can be totally different depending on many things. So it's hard to put it into context. But dust that's settled and it's sticky and you really have to wipe it off, that dust or whatever's in that dust, for the most part, shouldn't get airborne. But if you're in a room that has a leaking roof, that sheetrock or that wood, because it's wet, has mold spores that can be toxic. And that, that has nothing to do with the dust. It's going to, it can end up down in your bedroom on the main level. Okay. That, that makes sense. So then given what everything that you just said, how should our listeners deal with dust concerns in general? What are some best practices? Well, so we're talking about 
dusting under normal conditions. Yes, like we're what, not in an attic where it's because moldy. obviously what you said is don't think that if you have a really dusty room behind closed doors that it just keeps it there. So people already know that if you've got that going on, you probably ought to deal with those rooms. Yeah. But in general, in the house, yeah, in the in living a, parts of the house, how should somebody? So in a home that's typically healthy as far as indoor air quality, the best thing with dusting is obviously you want to wear personal protective equipment. Some people are like, well, I don't need a mask. Then, you know, that's up to them. But the best thing to do when you're dusting is to keep those mold spores suppressed. You know, I know, you know, there's, there's dusting apparatuses that, you know, Swiffer or whatever brands out there that they, you know, they're designed to collect that dust and prevent it from being airborne. Just like if you took, you know, uh, Dusting wipes, you know, plagues, whatever brand you want to talk about, as long as you keep those mold spores suppressed and you're not kicking them up in the air, that's the best way to dust. The worst thing you can do when you're dusting is spraying stuff, you know, kicking everything up, um, you know, just because you aren't paying attention, if that makes sense. Like grabbing an air compressor and blowing out a room is not the best thing to do. Because you're just kicking up spores. Exactly. Um, so, you know, just like when we do mold mitigation, a HEPA vacuum, in my opinion, that's, and I do it a lot, you know, vacuuming the corners, and a lot of it's because I hate spiders, but, you know, that's the best way to do it. It's with a HEPA vacuum, is to vacuum things. And sometimes dust is, it's, it's too tacky or sticky to just do that, but you can use Clorox wipes or whatever that are wet that keep the, the dust contained. That's the best way to do it. There are a lot of people who are now using those little Roomba Zumba robotic robot vacuum oh, things. Yeah. Um, is that a good dust preventer in your opinion? Yeah, if you're doing it often. Okay. Um, you know, interestingly enough, speaking of preventing dust, obviously, you know, if you live in a in a very dry area, you're probably going to deal with more dust. If you live where there's close to construction. You know, you're in a newer subdivision. Dust is going to be a lot more difficult. But if you do have an HVAC system, make sure that you put HEPA filters in that uh, in that furnace or the return air filter. Sometimes they're on the furnace. Sometimes they're in a hallway. Um, but you can do things like that, air purifiers. A lot of those things would help. But, yeah, consistently vacuuming would keep all that dust down. Okay. So, that's, a good, that's, yeah. a, that's a good thing. So what is your call to action for people? Well, we just talked about what you need to do to, to prevent having concerns, and that's routinely dusting, routinely vacuuming. Routine, you know, like I said, I, I like to vacuum all the crevices with, with a HEPA vacuum just to make sure we keep the dust down, and it's mainly for spiders. But routinely dust, and just keep in mind, as a list, our listeners, when you're dusting, just keep in mind if you're kicking up a bunch of stuff, you probably should do something a little different. Absolutely. All right. And if people are wondering what they should be doing if they have mold infestations and they live in a dusty area and they have those things, that's where virtual property assessment could become come in really handy, right? Yes. Yeah. And th- those are great for, um, you know, I have a lot of clients that they just, they're not sure what the next step is. And, you know, sometimes, you know, I get clients that, that just don't know at all. Some some have, have had mold testing done. Some have looked into or had it priced, and they're like, it's $1,500 just to, to have mold inspection and testing done. 
our fees are way lower than that. So it's a good, it's a good start to know, you know, what you should do next. Should you go to the mitigation phase? Do you need to just do air testing? Did we find, you know, a visible mold infestation and you need to call a mitigation company? It's, it's a, it's a great tool for, you know, our clients in Wyoming. I, I, I travel across the state, but outside of Wyoming, you know, a VPA is the best way to do it. And it, more or less, obviously I'm the one looking at what you're putting on your camera and I'm telling you, you know, zoom in here, look here, is there gutters here? What's the grading look like? So it's, it's a great, the VPAs are something we haven't done for too long. And it's, it's a great tool for our listeners that, you know, a lot of people just, they listen to us. They, they see what my expertise is what CNC contractor services does, they might live in an area where they just don't know. They don't know if they can trust that mold inspector that lives there. And they know they can trust me. And it's a, it's a great way to, to inspect a home. Absolutely. All right. And you can learn more about the VPAs at cnccontractorservices.com. We will catch you on the next episode. Prevent toxic mold exposure before it gets in your home. Download Steve's free mold investigation checklist at tinyurl.com forward slash CNC mold checklist. Again, download Steve's free mold investigation checklist at tinyurl.com forward slash CNC mold checklist. <laughs>